This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. We have news out of the various synods happening around the Universal Church that the institutions of the Church are going to bend over backwards to deny the inerrancy of sacred scripture and the moral deposit of the faith in order to make the world try to like us a little bit more. The universal call seems to be for the church to get with the times, to modernize its teachings on all sorts of otherwise unpopular issues, and in so doing to embrace heresy, apostasy, and the errors of the modern age. But behind this backdrop of the Synod on Synodality is a piece of news out of Ireland that Rome has remained silent on. Public prayer is being banned anywhere remotely close to a facility that performs the Moloch ritual. Once Catholic Ireland has gone into apostasy, eliciting only yawns in response from Papa Francis and the heretics running Rome. Of course, this is to be expected, since they're too busy remaking the church into the image and likeness of the world and its prince, their father below. These stories are all interconnected, and I'm curious if you can see the threads that are connecting them. But as we like to do from time to time, let's check in with the maestro pagan smudge lord himself, Papa Francis, who had some words of wisdom that are strangely relevant to the topic at hand, as they unfortunately often are. During his great Canadian apology tour that has been celebrated by the enemies of the church, Francis gave us some sage advice about tradition. Quote, we need to be careful lest we fall into a caricature of tradition, which is not vertical, from roots to fruits, but horizontal, forwards and backwards. Tradition conceived in this way only leads us to a kind of backwards culture, a refu refuge of self-centeredness, which simply pigeonholes the present, trapping it within the mentality that says, we've always done it this way, end quote. Ah, yes, a tradition that is hostile to the idea of doing things the way they've always been done. Deep words indeed from Papa Francis. Francis's caricature of tradition comes from the same place that tells him that the great and mighty council of his youth called for a new liturgy. That is, it comes from his imagination. But that's what we've come to expect out of the synodal church of the new advent, where everything is under scrutiny, and I do mean everything. We now know that the synod is going to accept the German heretical proposals and offer a moderate version of them, moderate appearing to people who are not paying attention, that are just ambiguous enough when the Vatican issues its statement on it that the dioceses will implement implement the Vatican statement that is officially released in different ways until one diocese somewhere implements it in just the way Francis likes, and there'll be a radical implementation. That way the Vatican then issues some sort of quiet statement confirming that that radical implementation was the way for everyone to go. That was how Morse Letizia was implemented, by the way, in case you forgot, with the breaking of the nuptial sacrament no longer barring anyone from communion in Argentina. And that policy is being supported by Francis in later statements. We know this is the plan for the Synod on Synodality and the issues of the James Martin sin and the ordination of women because we now know who Francis has chosen to lead the final phase of the Synod on Synodality. And we've known for some time. But that person has done some rather incredible things in their own home country in their own country's synodal way. Jesuit Cardinal Jean-Claude Hollerich is the man who will help steer the global synodal process to its conclusion next year. Again, this has been known for some time, but we now have an expose that shows what he did, not in Germany, but in neighboring Luxembourg, 
And it's not good news for those who actually hold the Catholic faith because it looks like exactly the same stuff coming out of Germany. And, and Luxembourg's not getting chastised for this from uh, the Vatican. From Pillar Catholic, we get this. Cardinal Hollerich and Luxembourg Synod want the church to modernize and update its teaching on that sin that James Martin thinks St. Paul and the Bible were wrong about. That's reassuring. By the way, if anyone wants the church's teaching to change on something, and that teaching just happens to be rooted in obviously biblical teaching, which is pretty much every teaching of the church, by the way, then guess what? That person denies the inerrancy of sacred scripture. And denying the inerrancy of sacred scripture is heresy, a formally condemned heresy. It places you outside of the church if you knowingly think the Bible got something wrong. There, just remember that, though. Just, just remember that as we go over this. From Pillar Catholic, quote, Participants in the diocesan phase of the synod on synodality in Luxembourg have called for a change in church teaching on the <clears throat> James Martin sin and the abolition of manly, mandatory priestly celibacy. Their appeal was cited in a 16-page report following a consultation process involving 4,590 Catholics in the Archdiocese of Luxembourg, which is led by Cardinal Jean-Claude Hollerich. The Jesuit Cardinal will have a major role in the gathering of the world's bishops in Rome at the end of the two-year synodal process in October 2023. Hollerich will serve as a Relator General of the Bishops' Assembly on the theme for a Synodal Church Communion Participation Mission. Cardinal Hollerich said earlier this year that he believed that the, quote, sociological scientific foundation of the Church's teaching on that sin was no longer correct, end quote. He believes something the Church formally defined as a sin, going all the way back to the beginning, is no longer correct. Take all the time to think, to really understand the implications of that statement. The cardinal whose job at the synod is to put together the final synodal report thinks the church teaching can be proven wrong by science. And he is responsible for issuing a report calling for changing the church teaching on that sin that the Bible tells us cries out to heaven for justice. That Pastor Jimmy Martin's name has become just perfectly synonymous with. Does anyone have any serious doubts that the German synod will be rejected in its errors? which are the exact same, except that they've expressed a willingness to go and implement those changes to church doctrine without Rome, if need be. They've said that, and that's the main difference. That's the reason Francis issued a document telling them to wait for the rest of the church that the Catholic media stupidly called a rebuke of the German synod. Then he get rebuked for their errors. They got rebuked for doing it without Rome. If that's a rebuke, that's not much of a rebuke. The German synod called for more than the James Martin's sin to be endorsed by the church, and the Luxembourg Synod is calling for the exact same things the Germans are calling for. From that pillar article, quote, it is necessary to modernize the rules and viewpoints of the church, it says, meaning the Luxembourg report. To be credible, the church must acknowledge its errors and question itself. After citing the appeal for change on the James Martin's sin and priestly celibacy, the report says that, quote, on the one hand, women take a central place in the life of the church. They participate in large numbers, but on the other hand, they are sidelined at the level of institutions. The service of preaching should be open to the laity, women and men, it says. Under the heading Participation, the report calls for the principle of subsidiarity to be applied to the local level, with greater opportunities for joint decision-making. It says that lay people should be able to express their wishes concerning the appointments of priests and lay professionals and of the bishop. It adds that parishes want the universal church to reform structures in order to integrate women by giving them responsibilities, abolish mandatory celibacy, and reform fleshly morality to open ways of participation, end quote. 
Everything must be changed in the Synodal Church of the New Advent. That's a springtime we're experiencing. That rotten smell that you smell isn't the smell of heresy and souls falling in perdition due to the permissiveness of the bishops and shepherds of the church, and especially of the supreme shepherd, at least what the world sees as the supreme shepherd. No, that smell, that's not, that rotten smell isn't a rotten smell. It's a smell of the springtime in the church that we've been told all about all these decades, or so so Rome keeps telling us. But this is all happening while the church is beset on all sides from her enemies, both internal and external. If you hadn't seen this story, it had been rumored for some time that formerly Catholic Ireland was going to make it illegal to pray in public. That has been reported in a very broad stroke manner, and it's strictly speaking true, but only for certain places. And you can guess what places they're doing this in. Rome has remained silent on this issue, by the way, choosing instead to change the teachings of the church to suit her enemies and to acquiesce to their every demand. From Catholic arena, we get the headline, Ireland to introduce anti-prayer zones. This story is, as you might expect, about the forces of Moloch, and they're protecting their temples of Moloch from prayer, who in Ireland a few years ago were successful via popular referendum in getting the laws about that thing that we have to call the Moloch ritual on pretty much any platform. They got it made legal. That's what they did. It, it wasn't made as permissive as it is in much of the United States, at least not yet, but it had been completely banned until a few years ago. And many self-described Catholics su- supported the Moloch ritual being legalized. The Irish also made the James Martin parody of the matrimonial sacraments legal also, because they always follow America's worst ideas without question. The Irish state is now imposing places in the country where praying in public is illegal. And this is being largely limited to places where the Moloch ritual is being performed, but within 100 meters of it, so you can't go outside and pray. It includes university physical care facilities and general physical care facilities as well. Why? Probably because the forces of Moloch are going to expand the Moloch ritual to all of those places. And they're trying to suppress the faith in Ireland more than it's already been suppressed. You'd think that with this happening, and the world spiraling out of control, that Rome might take an interest in all this. They might, I don't know, come out and say something instead of just bowing to the world's demands that the church be remorseful for its past or changing the teachings of the church that the world most objects to. The Vatican could be leading a real resistance to all this stuff could be. They don't. Francis could put public pressure on Ireland to not do this in the same way that he could put public pressure on Catholic public servants in America who defy church teaching to stop doing that and to stop receiving the Eucharist until they repent. But notice a recurring pattern here. Where the faith calls for us to take a hard stand against the errors and evils of the world, Francis and Rome just remain silent or counter-signal the Catholic faith. That's what he did with the lady I call Lady Moloch when he invited her to receive the Eucharist in, in St. Peter's Basilica. And this is why I'm going to repeat that quote from Francis again that I started this with. At one of his stops on his apology tour, Francis chided traditionalists because he can't help himself. And so doing this time, he showed his whole philosophy about standing up to the world. Quote, we need to be careful lest we fall into a caricature of tradition, which is not vertical from roots to fruits, but horizontal forwards and backwards. Tradition conceived in this way only leads us to a kind of backwards culture, a refuge of self-centeredness, which simply pigeonholes the present, trapping it within the mentality that says, we've always done it this way, end quote. Thrilling stuff, really. Wonderful, Francis. Wonderful. As Father Dave Nix said on social media in response to this bizarre quote from Francis, Father Dave Nix said, quote, quote, we've always done it this way is the definition of the 
apostolic Catholicism. Rejecting at least one truth that Christ gave to the apostles is called heresy. Rejecting everything Christ gave the apostles is called apostasy, end quote. You know, just to be clear about what we're dealing with here, I'll close by coming back to the Luxembourg Synod Doctrine. We probably deserve everything that's going on in the world, including that news out of Ireland. According to the Luxembourg document that calls for the church to just become accepting of sins that cry out to heaven for justice, only a tiny percentage of Catholics in Luxembourg accept the church's teaching on the nuptial sacrament and family and the associated morality concerning sins of the flesh. Not that only a tiny percentage are saints who live perfectly in keeping with these teachings and the rest sin and go to confession. No, not that, because... That wouldn't be news, but it's only a tiny percentage that actually believe the church is teaching on these things at all. Only a tiny percentage of Catholics believe what the church teaches, that tell, believe what the church tells us that we as Catholics must believe. So perhaps, just perhaps, we've come to deserve this apostasy we're seeing unfold. And over the sins of the flesh, no less, which is perhaps the stupidest possible thing that could cause a grand scale apostasy to begin with. If you want to do something about all this, well, start by becoming saints. I see in the comments section all the time, okay, but what do we do about it? It's a very American modern response. There's no mechanism for the laity to remove bishops from their offices, including the Pope. There's no mechanism for the laity to really do anything on a material level. It doesn't matter if you think he's Pope or not on this, there's nothing that can be done materially. You can be better Catholics. Maybe you could write to your bishop or publicly challenge them to their face when they give a public address at a Q&A session somewhere. But beyond that, there isn't much that can be done on a material level. That's partially why this is a chastisement from heaven, that at its root is due to our own sinfulness and imbibing of the values of the world. Once we remedy our own complicity in the evils around us, then maybe we'll get some of the church's house in order. That's probably my unpopular take on this. What do you think about these stories? Can you see how Francis calling for tradition to be really about progress and moving forward, being connected to the synods we're seeing unleash their heresies on the church. Can you see the connection to the news out of Ireland? Let me know in the comments what you think about all this, how these threads all tie together, what the bigger picture really is. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And share this on social media if you can. That helps a lot as well. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.